Well, hey, listeners, this is Kim Honeycutt, president and co-founder of ICU Talks. We are a mental health speaking ministry. We love kicking Satan in the teeth and letting people know that they are allowed to be depressed, anxious, have trauma, and still love Jesus. And Jesus is the answer, but sometimes we need some medication to go along (laughs) with that. Amen? Amen. All right. So I've got some good friends here with me today, so we're going to start right here with the first introduction. Hey, I'm Kristen Young. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Hi, Daniel Justice. Hey, Daniel. Daniel's one of our board members, and we have an amazing guest tonight. He was one of our speakers at our regular event this week, and so Pat, will you introduce yourself, please, sir? Yes, my name is Pat. Hi, Pat. Hello. Hey, Pat. Pat. (laughs) That's habit for me, so... So will you just, for those who maybe were not there, Tuesday night was 110 people there, but maybe they weren't there, maybe they live somewhere else, or they haven't had time to watch it on YouTube or whatever, will you just in one or two sentences kind of summarize what you talked about Tuesday night? Yeah, I just talked a little bit about uh, my struggles with drugs and alcohol. Uh, I struggled for about 30 years, and uh, God pulled me out of that lifestyle and showed me a different way to live. Wow, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't look past 30. That's part of why we're all like, what do you mean? 30 <laughs> years. Oh, like like alcohol just like preserved like, so them. Like it just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, over 30 years. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So I, I would just love to know because, you know, I'm, I'm in recovery. You know that. So I, I know what it's like to hit a bottom and then hit another bottom and then hit another bottom, right? That's and so funny. you've been through so much. And the last thing that happened didn't have to be your bottom, but it was. What Absolutely. was different about that time? Uh I, I saw death, you know, mm-hmm. I, I saw myself about, about to die and, uh, it, it, it terrified me, you right. know, it terrified me that I was going to leave two kids without a father and, mm-hmm. uh, I was ready for a change. You know, some of us have deeper bottoms and unfortunately I had to go pretty deep. Yeah. Uh, you know, and when, uh, many times I was told I was going to lose my life and, uh, this time was the one, you know, the doctor told me the, the only thing really could do for me at this point was put a toe tag on me and slide me in a freezer. Wow. So wow. I, that was it. I can't <laughs> so, imagine uh, that, yeah. like being told that. Harsh yeah. reality. Yes. Harsh reality. That's a military doctor for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't hold back. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and you showed a picture, a before and after picture. And so if people want to go on YouTube and see that, you know, if you go to ICU Talks channel, you can see it. But it, it's drastic. Absolutely. Yeah. What happens to you now just even seeing that picture? Yeah, it's it's a lot of pain in that picture, but then there's you know there's a yeah you know I, I I talked a little bit about you know not you know focus on where you're going not where you've been you know obviously being in you know in, in treatment you don't want to close the door on your past because it is what made you who you are now right but we don't want to dwell in that past so I try not to look at that picture too often but it's it's pretty inspiring to know that you know that first year I lost you know, 91 pounds. And, mm. uh, you know, I put probably 30 of that back on, but I'm putting back on muscle and not, 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 not alcohol, <laughs> alcohol fat, you know right, what I mean? Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you mentioned on Tuesday night, you started really, really young. Like, did your, did you, your parents, like, did you see like any alcoholism in your family? Absolutely. Or? Still okay. do. Okay. <laughs> I, so you, yeah. you really started drinking young. Like when you said that, Yeah. you uh, really meant like, by 13. Wow. Yeah. I was probably around 13. I had a brother that was a little over two years older than me. Mm. And I come from an alcoholic father who still suffers with yeah. alcohol and mm. still struggles. Uh, so, yeah, I come from, a, and, and I have uncles that uh, that all drink. 
and most of them still do. And uh, so, yeah, I, I was I was exposed to it at a very young age. Can you speak to that? How do you, how are you around family? And I'm just thinking of our listeners, like there are people that struggle with alcoholism or other things um, who are trying to recover and get more healthy and take steps forward. But how do you stay strong? How do you stay healthy when you're surrounded by people who are struggling with the exact same thing that you dealt with for so long? Yeah, it, uh, it's been a process. You know, it's not something that happens overnight. Um, it's still, I, I won't say that I still struggle with it because I don't. God, God has taken that from me. Mm. He really has. And um, like I was, I went on a cruise this past week and, you know, you're on a ship with everybody that's drinking but yeah. me. And uh, the only thing I, I felt on that ship was, was, was I, I felt hurt and pain for those people that are still living in that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, a, it wasn't that I wanted to drink yeah. or that I was struggling with not drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, God's changed me, you know, right. he, he has. So, um, my family is somewhat, um, respectful of me when I'm around not to drink, but, uh, there are times when I'm around them that alcohol is around. Uh, but you know, I, I look at it as, as a light, you know, I, I'm a light That's in right. their darkness, you know? And yeah. so I try to, I try to stay focused on that. Right. And just, uh, you're taking responsibility. What they do is irrelevant for you. It's about what you're doing, who you are. You've been a light to them. So you're, they're, you're influencing them. They're not influencing you. That's right. That's the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know this comes up for a lot of people when it comes to alcoholism. People said this to me for a long time that a lot of people, truly get delivered like they have an experience and they're they never crave alcohol again they never drink again i'm one of those people who had to go to meetings every day had to do things every day in the first eight to nine years of my sobriety i had at least one drinking drink per week Mm -hmm. because it had been everything to me and so whether it is god slowly released me from all the bondage of alcohol or someone gets delivered right in the moment both are freedom yeah both are freedom I still have those dreams. Yeah, I do. Right. Um, I wake you, up and you, oh, are you dreaming drunk. that you oh, yeah. are drunk? drunk. Or, yeah, yeah. Wake up with a hangover. You, you wake up. <laughs> you feel physically yeah. right. sick, like yeah. you're hungover. Wow. Yeah, it's the enemy. And for a long time, it sure. really upset me. Then I decided it was a free drunk and just to be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, That's I was true. like, I'm just going with this. So. Yeah. yeah it, it, yes. It. Uh, so what would you tell somebody who is, is listening to this, whether they're caught in, in the disease of sexual addiction, alcoholism, anything, what, what would be your first suggestion to them? Well, I mean, I still struggle with life every day. Right. So um, prayer, prayer works. I, I know, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds cliche, but man, I mean, it really does work. Yeah. yeah. And when you truly when you truly just believe and accept the fact that God's there and he wants to, he wants to be the ruler of your life. He wants to take care of those problems for you. And when you can just release those over to him and you just let go of it and let God, you know, just like the the scene, let go and let God, I understand that now. If you could just truly do that, which is hard for us, but if you could truly learn how to do that every day, like you, you talked in your thing, having a daily reprieve. Right, I mean, you right. have to every day. Right. You know, every sometimes it, it could be every minute yeah, of every day. Absolutely. You know, 
Absolutely. So you just, you know, you just have to trust and believe that there's a better way and, that, and then God will handle those situations yeah. for you. You know, I still struggle with depression. You yeah, know, it hits me real. like a rock sometimes Absolutely. and I can't understand. I'm like, my life is really good right. now. Why, right. why, why can't I find any joy in this mm. moment right now? Mm. And, uh, I, I mean, I, you know, I had it this past week. I'm on Caribbean cruise and I'm depressed every right. day and I couldn't right. understand why, you know, mm. but. Um, you know, I just, I really honestly, now I try to look at those moments and say, okay, what, what can I learn from this? Yeah. Right. You know, what, what can I learn? And I, I feel like God puts me in those situations that I'm able, I'm able to get through them so I can help somebody else get mm-hmm. through them now, right. you know, that I'm learning something that I can actually pass on to someone to do some good. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it gives you hope for the next time. Absolutely. To that. Okay. I can remember I'm not stuck in this. That's I'm not right. going to, um, I struggle with compulsive eating sometimes. And so just that, even just saying that, like to know, okay, if all of a sudden I find myself at the bottom of a gallon of ice cream, I can remember, okay, last time I came out of this, you know, it's, yeah. it's different, right, it's true. Yeah. but it's the same. It's true. And being able to look back at the times that God has pulled me out mm-hmm. of it or that I was mm-hmm. able to reach out and mm-hmm. reach have, out or be, yep. there's an ending. Yep. Yeah. You this know, two shall pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all are saying things that are so powerful because, you know, I'm, preaching this Sunday and there's two things y'all have mentioned that's part of my sermon because it's so powerful of what really let go and let God means mm-hmm. and what you just said, Christian, of, of really getting it because the enemy wants us to forget what we know, right? that we have right. gotten through it before, to forget that we're resilient, to forget that we, we can text someone, we can ask for a book request, we can, you know, we can just tell someone, hey, I'm depressed and I, I just need you to know. Yeah. Like we just speak it out loud, so it has no power over us, you know, in the moment. And so it's just, it's just so many tools out there. And when we get isolated, we'll forget any tool. We gotta be, we gotta be in community. He wants us to feel stuck. Yes. Like in in the dark. In a power. You're the only one. You're alone. There's no way out. That's right. It's never gonna end. Yep. Lies, lies, and more lies. lies. That's right. That's right. I think you um, said it good the other yeah, day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> on your lies. your speech too on Tuesday, your talks on Tuesday. I not that this podcast is about me, but it greatly. <laughs> no, please. You say said it, you say said it. one thing that like jabbed me so hard, in a good way. Like I was in a relationship for three years with an alcoholic, and it was very much part of my spiral. And it took me. I don't know. I paid Kim probably thousands of dollars to get over <laughs> On behalf of my Porsche payment. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and like, of course, like two weeks later, he's like on to the next engaged, whatever. And right. you, when you said, I, I didn't love anyone. I didn't love yeah. any of those wo- yeah. women. I, Woo. I thought like, cause I had really, really struggled with that of knowing, thinking like, does he really love me? Like I love this drunk person right so i think it was so like it was a jab but it was so Mm -hmm. helpful to hear you saying that for Mm -hmm. me to for me to hear like no he's an alcoholic he did not love you no like it was so healing for me wow that's when you said that we love the drink yes we're in love with alcohol yeah right and think think pat like like you probably just said that as like it was almost like in passing you don't even realize the power just because you spoke your truth she got a little bit more healing that's not even going to come from therapy it came from her showing up at icu talks and receiving you just spoke your truth and you just said it like it wasn't one of your main points you just like said it in passing 
Um, that has never been anything I wrote on a piece of paper. Wow. Or Amen. Or Ooh, I, can feel I can feel the Holy Spirit. That's Heal Daniel. Really, that's the only the thing Spirit. I remember because yes. after you said that, then my mind was like, oh my gosh, he didn't love me. Like that right. solves everything. Right. Like it had nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with me. Absolutely. Everything to do with that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that just reminded me, I had a, um, so many amazing people in my life at a Christian college. And it was one woman named Ashley. And so she had alcoholism in her family. And so she was trying so hard to help me because she couldn't help them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it was a night that we were going to show up and that she was going to take me to an AA meeting. She was going to go to an adjacent Al-Anon meeting. And I showed up drunk. And I couldn't grasp why she was so upset. Mm. Mm. You know, like in just in that moment, I just got clarity about that. Yeah. You know, like I, I couldn't think. I was so into me and my alcoholism, which, again, when you're in alcoholism, there's no self. Like yeah. we call That's it right. self-harm, we call it self-absorbed. There's no self. There's there's nothing there. There's nothing but addiction and, and, yeah. and lies and shame. And so it's just amazing how to think what it's like for you on the other side, what you went through, what Ashley went through. Mm-hmm. It just as a friend. Yeah. It's less you were, it was your fiancé, yeah. your lover. Yeah. yeah. There's so much to this disease, to alcoholism. Yeah, so much. Which is why you get years of sobriety and... Things can still happen. You can still have depression. You can still dream about it. Yeah. Life yeah. still happens. You yeah. Know? Right. And that's what I talked about a little bit in, you know, on Tuesday night is that the hardest thing for me is after drinking for 30 years is learning how to deal with life and right. how to deal with emotions. And, right. You know, how to deal with love, you know, how mm. to deal with mm. my anger. I was good at anger. You know, well, I knew that. that one. I had that one down really well, <laughs> especially when I was drinking that white liquor, you know. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah. you're now feeling things. Right? I, I do. And, Real you know, emotion. The mm. first year, it was it was, Tough. It, it was really hard, yes. you know. And that's yes. one reason why I lost the weight is because when I got into feeling that way, I went and walked. I went and got out. I put Christian music on, but I really couldn't listen to it because I, I would have to turn it off just so I could talk to God. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I mean, we had it out. You know, uh, we fought and we cried. I love it. That's relationship. We just walked That's real. and talked. That's relationship. And I'm, you know, he, and, mm. and I tell you, I've been, you know, I've been single for five years now and I haven't even been in a relationship at all. I haven't right. even so much as held a girl's hand in five years because I feel like God has kept me to him. He wanted me to wow. himself right. so that he could heal me, That's number good. one, That's so good. I could absolutely be a benefit to somebody down the road right. because I wasn't the way I was. Right. And he gave me time to, to really get to know my kids and, wow. and have that yeah. relationship with my boys that yeah. I didn't have. You know, I thought I did when I was drinking because we yeah. were doing all kind of things, but... You're a fun dad. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean... But you want a relationship, available. too, with your mom. We should touch on that because she passed away mm-hmm. but got to see you sober for four yeah. years, right? Yeah. yeah. That's like, beautiful. that's pretty cool. Yeah, she uh, she suffered a lot in her life. She, uh, she lost her parents at a very young age, 9 and 11. Mm. She was a young mom. She was 18 and 20 when she had me and my brother, and... Uh, she had diabetes and neuropathy, and she had lost a leg, and wow. she had a lot of a lot of surgeries, and and um, yeah, she was really really getting sick, and uh, she got to see me for about four years. That's awesome. That's beautiful. And we had the best relationship, and I got to talk to her a lot about God and about death, and and you know, and and it just a lot of things that I felt like lifted her up, and you know, when um, when. Uh, before she had passed away, she had told me that, you know, she could die in peace because she didn't ever have to worry about me anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you know, th- those were some really yeah. good things. And I had prayed God for that. You know, I had prayed and asked God. I was yeah. like, God, don't let me 
don't let right. my mother die and see right. me still yeah. living yeah. this lifestyle. Yeah. And, and you know, I th- that's so beautiful. But even you saying that last part just shows me that. I mean, there are advantages to being an alcoholic or being a compulsive eater. Just having that kind of personality. Like the, you, you gave everything to alcohol and drugs, and then you gave yeah. everything to God. Mm-hmm. Like you just did that. You did it in the same vein. You did it in the same way. You did. You used what you already had, and so that that's just part of how repurposed is yeah, your focus. So yeah. repurposed, repurposed in, in that because yeah. you know if you if you write out the resume of an alcoholic drug addict, like we got mad skills. Yeah, we do. You got to have good skills to stay drunk for thirty years <laughs> and have people taking care of you and all that. So it's and, a good resume. Yeah. Pat, let me ask you a question. Okay. Um, I have the honor of working with a very large community, which is very diverse in so many ways. I have lots of different kinds of people, um, that I get the honor of just working with and leading and whatever, including people who are recovering addicts of various multiple different Mm -hmm. things in our society and culture a lot. It's food, it's alcohol. You know, if we're having a celebration, if there's a party, Mm -hmm. even this, our Mm -hmm. small groups and our Bible studies that happen, happen. And then the people want to walk down the street and go to a bar, which fine, like go yeah. have a beer, you know, whatever. But they, I get asked a lot, what do we do about so-and-so in the group? Do we, do we not invite them? Mm-hmm. Do we, what do we say? We don't want to put them in a bad situation where they're going to relapse because we included them to come with us, but then we don't want to not include them. Do you have anything like, is it, is everybody so different or is there like a, no, it's like, funny. what do I tell people? It's funny. I told my brother the other day because there's a lot of things that I don't get invited to anymore. And I didn't then for different reasons. And sure. I told him, I said, you know, when I was drinking, you guys didn't want me around. And now that I don't drink right. or when I was drinking, you didn't want to be around me. Right. And now right. that I don't drink, you don't want me around Yeah. yeah. because Still it makes pregnant. them feel guilty yeah. about right. their lifestyle. Right. Not It's nothing to do with me. It's right. absolutely them. So, um, uh, it's hard. That That is a hard situation. It really is. And, you know, I tell people all the time, I said, you know, it's really sad that our that our whole society evolves around alcohol, yeah. you know, weddings mm-hmm. and funerals. And, I mean, you name it. There's yeah. even graduations. Oh, and movie theaters now. Yeah. It, I can't go anywhere. No. We cannot go anywhere no. anymore. Even for a little while, Starbucks. I think they took away, but Starbucks had alcohol for a little while. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's sad. It's very yeah. sad that that's, you know, that's what it's kind of all coming to, but. So you'd say still make the invite? Absolutely. Reach out yeah. Absolutely. and let the people Absolutely. decide whether or not it's a safe place for Absolutely. them to go. Absolutely, because I'll tell you, um, it, it, it's hurtful for somebody like me not to get invited to things right. now. And I'm like going, you know what? I'm doing everything right. Why am right. I not I'm getting healthy. invited? Why are you yeah. guys yeah. don't Think want me around? Like that. I'm healthy. Yeah, why are you guys not inviting me now? I don't well, understand. Is it just now? Is, now is it my personality right. that you don't right. like? Because, right. you know, right. the real me. Yeah, and I'd look at it like this way, that if I decided that you or Kristen, you're too busy, to do this podcast and I decided that for you right I don't have a right to decide for you your emotional life your capacity your your schedule but we do that for each other and it's really narcissistic on some level right and so if you decide that I can't handle you drinking a beer in front of me I have busted my butt for 24 years to not take a drink and you're going to decide for me my level of of emotional (laughs) depth yeah yeah I'm not okay with that That I I can decide I can I've had people who won't tell me that they've left the meeting, at, you know, in my office because I'm right beside Crafty Beer Guys, and they try to hide that they went over there. I'm like, I hope you drink 20 beers and 15 are for me, because <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go do what you do. Because I'm gonna like, why would that affect me? I'm not weak. Yeah, I was. I'm not weak yeah. anymore. Yeah. So don't perceive me that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. 
Well, I'm just remembering that people can always say no. Yeah, I've got a voice Like, make now. the invite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And right. if they don't want to go or they don't think it's a safe place or whatever, then right. they'll say that. Right. Like, I went out with two people from our church recently, and so it was a birthday party, and so they both drank. So when the, the server came over, I said, I want two checks, one of all food. I'll pay for that. And then they can pay for all the drinks. I made a decision 24 years ago. My money would never go to alcohol again. But see, I can voice that. Mm-hmm. I can decide that. Yeah. I, I didn't, they didn't have to decide anything. I, I took care of that because it's my, it's my issue. Mm-hmm. It's for me to do. Mm-hmm. I always make a joke out of it when people, because I, I know when I first, uh, when I first got sober, it was hard for me from when people asked me, hey, do you want a beer or something? Right. It was always hard for me because I didn't want them. So I just make a joke out of it now. I tell them that I'm allergic to alcohol and that I can't have it. <laughs> and they laugh and they go, like, yeah. really? I've never heard of somebody being allergic. I'm like, yeah, it causes my clothes to fall off and I break out in handcuffs. <laughs> exactly right. You know, I do <laughs> something similar. break out in handcuffs, absolutely. So, you know, I, just, I make a joke out of it and then I everybody laughs it. and they go off and say, that's pretty funny, you know? And yeah. then, yeah. you know, it breaks off and up, everybody's yeah. good. Lightens right. up the mood. Loosens it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, you got crazy on it. So we don't want to give it to him, you know? Yeah, Right, right. So, but, yeah. And but also, it can be an opportunity. Like, if you go to Harris Teeter or somewhere and they offer you a sample of wine, you know, it's an opportunity. I can say, hey, so I took my last drink on April 8th, 1995. I've lived for Jesus ever since. Yeah. Do you know him? That's, that's And they're good. like, it's the person behind you. Do you <laughs> yeah, want some wine? Absolutely. Anybody want some wine? They're starting drinking the wine. I like, I, like, I like yours a little better than mine. <laughs> oh, no, I do yours too. I like the breakout in handcuffs. But it's true. I get, yeah, I get arrested. It happens, you. right? Yeah. yeah. Does. Yeah, but I think part of what we're saying, I think it's such a great thing you brought up, Kristen, is that we have a disease, if you want to view it that way. I'm not diseased. Yes. That's right. So don't treat me like I'm a leper. Don't treat me like something's that's what, wrong that, with me. That's exactly yeah, what I was going to say. Too. I thought something was wrong with me. That's why I drank so much. So my recovery is knowing there's nothing wrong with me. I'm God's child. No kidding. Yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's a fact. Right. That's how it works. <laughs> I love who I am now. You I know, love I, who you are, too. I, I, me, too. I absolutely too. love. I just, you know, I... Sometimes I say, you know, I, I really regret that I spent 30 years of drinking, drinking your way. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, mm-hmm. I, I probably could have accomplished a lot more, but I don't think that I would have. You know, I think that mm-hmm. I, I now the relationship I have with, with God, I wouldn't have had if I would, mm-hmm. wouldn't have had those struggles. You know, most, most of us, you know, and I know a lot of guys that, you know, I went to school with and all, they, they're financially pretty well off. You know, they, they've done really well financially and. See, they don't have that, that, that relationship because they don't need him. You know, they think right. that money's their God, right. I guess. Yeah, it's true. It happens. Part of the addiction. Yeah. Busyness is an addiction. That's yes. right. Yeah, very Sometimes. much. It's very much true. So, Danielle, is there anything else that, because I, I, I can see That was enough, your little, right? I know <laughs> if I can see your little brain going <laughs> no, I just, no, I No, I really, I really did enjoy hearing you, even though I kind of stopped after that <laughs> moment because I was like, wait, <laughs> you know, I know. No, but I, I thought right. it was very yeah. impactful and very relatable and right so hearing you say awesome. that absolutely makes worth the the terror that i went through before right. i got on stage right. worth it oh but i yeah. will tell i will say this though after i got up there and started talking it's probably the most at peace i've been in a long mm, time you know good. just getting up there and talking yeah. and getting it out you yeah. know just yeah you know, it, yeah. it was it was it was therapy for me too. Yeah, that's right. That's know. one reason I love when people say yes and they audition to speak for us, and because just knowing you're willing to go through in a spiritual attack, mm-hmm. because yes. the enemy does not want us speaking truth. That's right. Like scripture calls us to speak out. It tells us it's the power of our testimony. And so when you're gearing up for that, things don't go well. Yeah, things do not go well, and so it shows that you 
it's obvious you're going to have a huge impact because you got attacked before you got up there. Absolutely. And it, it was pretty intense too. Yes. I mean, it was for, for, you know, a couple of weeks. Right. And I knew that the devil didn't want me up there. Yeah. I, I knew it. I mean, right. I could tell because I, you know, I had the fight or flight sitting there. I was really wanting to run out the door. Yeah. I'm like what would happen if I really, you know, could fake the illness here and just right. run out the door. <laughs> I heard I nothing had... the first girl. I'm sorry. I can't remember Emily. her name. Emily. Emily. I heard nothing. She right. I really tried and I wanted yeah. to hear her story, right. but I couldn't because yeah. the, the, the pounding of my heart in Amen. my, in my head yes. was, and yes. I was really terrified. I'm like, yeah. should I just run out and say, I'm sorry, Kim, I got sick. Or, but, right. Right. you know, as soon as I got up there and, the, you know, it, it just, it, yeah. it came it, natural. After you were that, meant so. to be up there. Absolutely. So I got a question. If y'all don't have a question. No, I was just okay? going to say the cool thing about obedience of not running away, but mm. following through is the next time you talk about it, it's going to be easier. Yeah. And the next time you talk about it, it's going to be easier. And you're just going to keep sharing your story right. and bringing people right. freedom. And right. it's going to, because you stuck with it that first time. You yeah. said yeah. yes yeah. to Kim. You said yes to the opportunity to God. Right. It's just. Yeah. I never thought I'd make it past easier. the uh, audition. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. So if anyone's listening and that you have something within your church, you're looking for for someone who speaks very openly about how their solution to alcoholism was, is Christ and how he just pounded it out yeah. in this relationship, made it very personal. Alcohol is very personal to mm-hmm. you, and then Jesus became very personal That's to right. you. That to be able to get in touch with, with you or with me, yes. and we'll connect you all Absolutely. to him. He's a fantastic speaker. But that really is in alignment with my, my question for you, because you and I are sitting here together. We're both sober, recovering alcoholics, but our paths of getting sober are different. Right, because AA was not your thing. Uh, well, it was. It was at first. But, I, you know, I was going to AA, and, and I'll be honest with you, um, when I would sit in there and hear the stories, the war stories, I wanted to drink yeah, more. Right. And I left multiple AA and yeah. went straight to the ABC story right. about it. And when I went to Hebron Colony, and, mm-hmm. and I mentioned this up I met a pastor that said, you know, he couldn't keep me sober. No man could, but he could introduce me to the person that could. His name is Jesus Christ. And I tell you what, that changed my life. And he told me, he said, Pat, you don't need AA. You need Jesus. Mm. Right. And uh, it stuck to me. And I I don't know. Yeah, everybody's past different. But I'm going to tell you, I will never tell somebody they should not go because absolutely they should. I went for eight years. I just kept relapsing. Right. And uh, it took what it took from me, but I learned a lot in AA, right. a yeah. lot about myself and a lot about drinking. And, and the number one thing when I walked in the doors of AA, I knew that I wasn't the only person like me. Right. Yeah. There was other it's people that were struggling that. for yeah. the same thing. Hey, I was hearing those stories and I'm going, that's me. That's right. me. That's right. me. I right. heard all those stories and I, and, and I was like, man, you know what? I'm not, I'm not. You're not alone. Alone in this. Yeah. There's people just like me struggling with the same things I'm struggling right. with. And that that was that was very helpful for me. Right, right. And uh, AA is a great program, and yeah. you would never hear me say anything bad about it. But you know, once once I got sober, or once I come out of the hospital, that was just it for me. You yeah. know, that was right. that was my bottom. So I just gave a hundred percent, you know, to the relationship that I have with Jesus, and yeah, I just absolutely. talked to Him and worked with Him every day. I, you know, I still do. Yeah, I just want our listeners to hear that that. He, we're not saying anything. It's AA. AA is what introduced me to Jesus. I didn't come in. Like, I, I asked God for help when I was in detox. And people throughout my drinking had taken me to church. And I went to, God took me to have me at a Christian college. But I was not in a personal relationship with Jesus. And so without AA, I got backdoored into knowing Jesus. 
And so he, again, he has a unique love for us. And so he, he's going to come at you and, and he's going to get you. He, he's going to pursue you. Yeah. And so for me, working the 12 steps was the best thing I could have done. I do not sit in meetings today. I do spend 10 hours a day sitting with alcoholics and addicts and helping them therapeutically in their recovery. Yeah. And it's like being in a, a 10-hour meeting. I'm it's sure. Fantastic, right? <laughs> uh, but I just want people to hear that very clearly that, you know, for some people, going to meetings makes them want to drink. And for other people, they don't drink because they went to a meeting. You do what God shows you to do. As long as you do whatever you have to do to separate from this alcoholism, something that's coming in your body telling you that you are unworthy, which is not God's word, please do what you need to do. Yeah. Well, God knew exactly what, what was best for me. I, yes. You know, now yes. I work for a church. Uh, right. And the, at the church where I work is, is a school there, Lake Norman Christian. And uh, so I work with those kids all the time, wow. and I'm, I'm part of their lives, and I coach the baseball team, and I'm just, just such a different life now. Yeah. Wow, it's amazing. So, I'm, so I'm, a, I'm, I'm around a very, I guess, um, what, what, I guess, protected environment. Right. I guess what you would right. say every day, right? Um, a safe environment yeah. at the church and around godly people. And right, you're reminded every day of why you're doing the sober thing. Absolutely, yeah. That's and amazing. Absolutely love those kids. You know, yeah. I fell in love with the kids and just everything about what I'm doing now. And it's like, God, just it's all perfect. You know, right. what what he knew, he knew what what was best for me. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I think that's amazing. Yeah, so we're so appreciative. Not only that you spoke Tuesday night, you spoke so well, we're also very grateful you did something for Danielle because I've been trying for years. <laughs> I didn't even have to pay him. I know. I great. didn't get a Porsche out of the deal. <laughs> you didn't get anything. You'll get a hug. <laughs> Uh, but thank you for being here. Anything you want to say to this amazing man in closing? Yeah. So thanks for awesome. coming. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming. Thank yeah. you for being was, a part of what we're doing. Yeah, and so please stay a part of the ICU Talks family. Um, this is not the end. We'll just look Absolutely. forward to what else is going to happen next in your life and uh, that you're a part of us ending this horrible stigma that tells us that we can't struggle and be Christian. Part of being Part of being a Christian is that we're in the struggle. We just got to be right. together. Right? Yep, that's it. So to our listeners, thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing here. And we'll, we'll, we'll see you in next time. And hopefully you heard something today that helps you know that you are more than worthy of God's love.